What's going on, guys? You've stumbled across the Kingdom Driven Podcast. I'm joined here with someone I've been trying to get on for a while now. Probably like two months we've been going at it. Yeah. Uh, I'm joined with Kenny Rodriguez himself. Uh, Kenny's an entrepreneur, a business consultant, a world traveler, and uh, most importantly, he's a Jesus lover and he loves people as well. So I... uh, yeah, pretty pretty brief intro, Kenny, but why don't you give a quick hello, man? Tell people where you're at, what you're doing. Perfect. Well, what's going on, guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's pretty brief because uh, that that is the description for my life, man. I love <laughs> living. I love God. I love people. I'm out here in Los Angeles, California right now. Um, and like Isaac said, I am a business owner. I'm a business consultant. Um, and yeah, I just, I love living life. I think overall, um, I love to just identify myself as a son, you know, um, that's, that's where my identity comes from and I'm son first and that feeds into every other area of my life. So yeah, dude, blessed to be a son. For sure, man. And uh, as a son, what does your your day-to-day look like? You mentioned you're a business owner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, you're not just a business owner. Uh, You're a kingdom-driven business owner, as we like to to call them around here. Yeah. Uh, What's your day-to-day looking like? Like, what time would it be there for you again? You said 1130? Uh, Right now, it's 1030 a.m. Yeah. 1030 a.m. Like, you woke up this morning, bro. Give people a glimpse into... To how you started your day there and and what what it has in store as a kingdom driven business owner yeah yeah man so it's sort of interesting for me because my background is like i pursuing i've been pursuing being an entrepreneur since i was 16. i've been a part of a, a bunch of different kinds of businesses done a lot of different sales and i've been in all kinds of different environments sometimes where like i had mentors who were checking in on me every morning i'd call in at 9 a.m it was almost like having a job but i was sort of an entrepreneur sort of weird Um, and, and then I also, you know, used to have rigorous scheduling where like I would wake up at 5am and five till noon, it was scheduled and I would do this for 10 minutes and this for 30 minutes. And it was a million different things. And, and I think all those things are really good and you can structure your day or whatever it might be in so many different ways for me. Now I just keep it very, very simple. You know, I wake up and the first thing I do is spend time with God um, right now, I'm going through First uh, John as much as I can. For me, like I have sort of a setup in the way I spend time with God. There's a really awesome app called Read Scripture. I don't know if you're familiar with like the Bible Project, um, but they just are you? Yeah, bro, for sure. Yeah, so they make these dope videos that really just go through each book of the Bible um, visually. I'm a really big visual learner, and so I'll usually like. Start by just watching one of those while I'm making my coffee in the morning, um, whatever it is, just a random book. And then um, I have a, have a little devotional called Jesus Today. It's, it's sort of a, it's a sequel to a, one I, I read for like three years straight over and over again, which is called Jesus Calling. And it really speaks to you from the perspective of God, which is really, really cool. Um, and so I do that and then I just pray and I pray that God speaks to me and that I go where he wants me in his word. And. Um, I think it's super important to do that because the Bible is one of the coolest books in the world, primarily because you get to read it with the author, right? And I think that if you're not reading it with the author, you're reading it wrong and you're not getting the, you know, it's so like, think about your favorite book in the world and being able to turn to whoever wrote that and be like, yo, why'd you, why'd you write that? 
you know, uh, and you get, when you have that relationship with God, you get to do that. And so I spend time in the word. I spend time with God, whatever that looks like. It's not super planned, but that's sort of the basic structure. And then from there, I try to get myself into the gym right after that. Um, shower, cook up some food, and then uh, I usually have a schedule that I've set up the night before for the day. Um, sort of whatever it is, meetings, calls, uh, times with friends, whatever, just sort of knowing what my game plan for the next day is. I try not to just fall into like daily trivia. I think that can be an enemy for so many of us as far as being driven. And this is like your podcast is about being kingdom driven, but it's also about just being driven. And, and I think uh, a big enemy to being driven is not having a plan and not having a plan to work. And then you, you know, you end up watching YouTube videos and scrolling through Instagram all day and you don't really know the structure of your day and that you don't end up having a structured day, you know? And so for me, those are the basic things though. Um, I just try to cover the basic areas of my life that are most important to me. So spiritually, physically, and then I usually dive into after like I've showered and ate whatever's in front of me usually that's just um, going over basic business like um, activities in the very beginning of the morning and then every day is different which is really cool for sure man what uh what is your actual business activity for any for anyone that's actually wondering that here yeah yeah so i mean um just to give those of you who are listening a little insight on what i do currently i own a company called Elite Branding. We are a social media, a digital media marketing company, uh, primarily focused on helping businesses and influencers expand their brand on Instagram. Um, I also have a couple side projects when it comes to Instagram, whether it's with my own personal brand, I do a lot of consulting, I work with uh, higher level influencers that maybe not don't need growth or need more exposure, but they have no clue what to do with the amount of exposure they've been blessed with. And I sort of uh, have partnered with a group of people where we uh, facilitate brand deals and sort of organize production of of larger scale advertising with larger scale influencers, basically. So that's, that's really what I do. I do consulting within that marketing, business consulting leadership. And so um, that's what I do. I run that business. And if anyone's listening and you own a business, you know that your business activities every day are different depending on the day, the week, the employee, whatever yeah, it might be. And I, I have people that I work with. And so um, at the end of the day, it really looked, you know, make sure I, I check in with all of our clients. I make sure that everything is running well with the services that they're being provided. Um, I'm very hands-on in that. And then really it comes down to, um, you know, doing more sales calls, you know, getting in front of more people, connecting about how we can be helping them with what we're doing. Um, like I said, a lot of consulting time. So FaceTimes, um, insight, those kind of things. And then, I also, um, I also spend a good amount of time uh, just coming up with like what's going to be next. I'm always trying to innovate. I'm always trying to add more value for what we're giving people. And really like, especially with where I'm at, I work in social media. Social media changes every day and every night. You know, you can wake up and Instagram's done 10 new things to their app. And like, it's so hard to keep up with. So I'm always like reading up online on blogs and stuff like what's coming, what's next. Um, and really just trying to stay ahead of those trends and really get the most insight so that I can be giving that to our clients. For sure, bro. That's, uh, 
well, it definitely sounds like you're doing it with excellence and, uh, and executing with that plan you were talking about. That's so crucial from the beginning, right? I try to. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the thing I find interesting here, like one of the questions I've been asking people is, uh, like what audience do you feel God's actually called you to serve right now? Right. So in our day to day, we all, we all find ourselves, uh, through business, through ministry, like whatever it is, we're actually pursuing, um, the relationships that we're building as leaders, there's usually like a pretty specific avatar that we have in mind when we're thinking, these are the people God's brought into my life. And these are the people yeah. that he's really using me to lead. So I think it's interesting for you because, I mean, a lot of that you're influencing the influencers or, or helping the influencers. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> so uh, dive, dive into that a little bit, actually, because yeah. I think that's sweet, dude. Like there's so much opportunity there. Definitely, man. And I guess first and foremost, even before we go into that, which would be like my primary quote unquote primary audience or whatever, I think it's important. Like I try to keep the focus on my daily life. You know, it's like so often, like even myself, I find myself telling God, like, use me, send me. And we've already been sent, dude, we're here. And so even if it's walking across the street to the neighborhood Walmart, getting something, making sure that I have my eyes and my my heart and my ears open for where God wants me to work. And if that means having a conversation with someone that works there, it doesn't have to be about God either. I think that's a big misconception I had is like, well, if I'm going to give something, if I'm going to give money away or whatever, I got to say like, Hey, this is from God. This is Jesus. This isn't for me. But it's like, we've been, we've been, you know, we're being led, right? Leaders being led podcast that we're on right now. It's like, we're being led to lead others and you can be Jesus in someone's life. It doesn't mean that you're what's going to save them, but you're planting a seed that someone else can sow eventually in their life. You know, we all have moments where we look back and we're like, whoa, dude, this random person did that thing. That was God. You don't remember that was Steve, you know, like you go, wow, God came through through this random person. And I think we have opportunities every day to just love on people where wherever they're at. Um, and that just comes through being generous with not only your money, but more importantly, your time and your, your tension, you know? So that's the first thing. Like just, I try to just be focused wherever I go, um, traveling or even here locally, um, just to love on the people I'm around. Cause we're around people every day. If you're going to a job or if you're meeting with people, it doesn't have to be the people, you know, you know? Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I get so excited, man, because since, I've been pursuing entrepreneurship. My whole goal and my whole passion, everything I've done has been around helping people get paid to do what they love. And in the past, I worked within um, the network marketing industry, affiliate marketing, where you know I would basically help people build a, a residual income that was separate from whatever their passion was. It was like, hey man, you know, you can get paid to basically represent this product and work on your own time online. And then once you have that time, you can go play the guitar or you can go take your photos. You can go travel or you can go be in ministry and you don't have to worry about bills. And that was like my goal for the last like five years. And over the last years I've stepped into the social media space. What's been really cool is being able to meet people exactly where they're at. If they're a pastor, if they're a speaker, they're a musician, athlete and say, yo, 
I, I want to help you build a brand around what you're already doing and therefore allow you to start to monetize that brand and get paid to do what you love and spread your message and your cause and whatever it is that you believe in. And so what's really cool, man, is just, you know, I think living your life in front of people is the key. And so by having those conversations and being able to pour into people, part of, like I said, who I am is just the sun. And so people will ask why I'm so happy all the time. People will ask why I'm confident or, you know, how did this all happen? And it's never about me, but it's about God, you know, and it's done in a very subtle way, but it's just the truth, you know, I don't have to put it on people, but it's the story of my life. And so um, I think just through forming relationships, like you said, with influencers, I'm able to influence the influencers and, uh, that's the overall goal, dude. I feel like that's where I've been called to lead in this, in the sphere that we're in is to influence people with influence to my goal is to, um, you know, build up, um, really fulfill like what God's called me to, to be in every area of my life, physically, spiritually, relationally, all these areas where it doesn't matter what, what someone is looking to improve. They can look to me and go, dude, that guy has what I what I want. Right. And in life, you got to find people that have what you want. And if you do what they did and you say what they said, you'll get what they have. Right. It makes sense. It's a plus B equals kind of C kind of math. But the thing is like what I've learned is even for me in business, I had all these mentors who were, you know, I was really blessed to have some people who were young and were millionaires and, you know, doing super well in their life from the outside perspective. But when I got to know them closer and closer, they were some of the most miserable people I had ever met. And I think that's the big key is that if someone's looking at me and they're like, dude, I want to, I want to be like him in this area and they're working towards that. And I'm pouring into them. There's eventually going to be a moment where they're like, why am I still not happy? And you're so happy. You're so fulfilled. You're so calm. You're not anxious about these things. And it's because there's a piece that is so essential to all of it, no matter what area of life you're focused on which is just God and the peace of God, dude, and the love he has for us and knowing who you are in that identity. And so I think that's my ultimate goal is to build my life to a place where, um, you know, I can pour into people in any kind of area of life, but then ultimately lead them towards the true truth, which is that there is no fulfillment without Jesus. doesn't matter how much you travel. doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. It doesn't matter how close you are with your family. At the end of the day, it all falls short um, until you really have that just intimate relationship with Jesus. And like Paul talks about when he's like sitting in jail, it's like you cannot, you know, he can have everything or he can have nothing, but he has everything because he has Jesus, you know. And uh, for me, as someone who's pursued success and been stressed about it and skipped out on so many other areas of life to get to certain places, getting those to those places, you get to the next level and the next level, and you're always looking towards the next level. And it was never like satisfying until I really found God, you know, and really knew who he was and who he said I was. For sure, bro. Those are some uh, very important and, and key points. On that note, I do think that the thing that's most interesting about what you're doing is the fact that a lot of these influencers that you'd be working with, helping them expand their brand, as you'd say, if their message is aligning with yours, you are just like helping them uh, only share the gospel message to more people, right? Like I know a lot of 
uh, people in the digital space and, and running digital agencies and that type of thing. Like we're getting products and services out there and we're, we're moving more product for brands and, and that type of thing. But ultimately at the end of the day, you're really contributing to a, to a bigger picture than just helping a brand move more merch. You know what I mean? And I think that's really neat. 100% dude. And that, those are the kind of people I get the most excited to work with. You know, I've worked with some really cool businesses and influencers that just have such a cool heart for God, whether they're, I work with a lot of worship pastors, a lot of worship leaders, um, just regular pastors or speakers who love God. You've had a couple of them on your podcast. You know, I work with uh, like Ben Corson, some of those guys. Um, and you know, I've also been blessed with straight up work with church churches and be able to expand their, um, their reach and their local, you know, sphere and space. And also some really cool and creative, like, uh, sort of Christian based brands, whether it's apparel, um, I work with a really cool, uh, company that's like tattoos. It's like those, have you ever heard of like ink box or anything like that? It's sort of the same concept, like a temporary tattoo and, her whole thing was, uh, we don't work together currently, but we did work together in the past and did some consulting and stuff there. But her, her whole thing was, it's like a, it's a temporary reminder of a permanent promise. And her mm. temporary tattoos you could try on, basically, they'd last for like 15 days or something would be versus. Um, and I thought it was such a cool like concept and idea. And so... Yeah, it's cool to get around more people like that, that are trying to like, especially that are in business, trying to also just represent the love of God is, is super special. It's such a blessing. Yeah. For sure, bro. I, uh, I'm going to ask you a question that I've asked because I have had quite a few entrepreneurs on here already uh, and, and interviews that haven't been released yet. And I've been asking them to define what from their point of view, what is the word entrepreneur? Or what is it to be an entrepreneur from their point of view? It's a pretty classic question, but I get some pretty mixed answers. So I like throwing it in there if I can. Dude, and, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, obviously this whole podcast is not planned on the spot. So you, bro, <laughs> no. you know, fire it well, bro. Um, yeah, I think entrepreneurs are risk takers, dude. Um, and I think that's, and I'll go more into that, but I think that's what's so I keep bringing it back to this. That's what's so empowering about uh, like having an intimate relationship with Jesus because risks aren't really risks, right? Like he, he already said it's finished, dude. The battle has been won. Like everything that we worry about and we think, Oh, what if this happens? It's like, God's already like fought on your behalf. Like he's already on your side that it says in the Bible. It's like, if he's for you, who can be against you? And like, I think me trying to go up business, without God, because I've done both, without God, sort of on my own, on like the more of the affirmation, new age kind of like, you got to tell yourself you're the best every day so that you actually be the best, um, was such a struggle compared to being a risk taker, an entrepreneur um, with Jesus, knowing that every risk is not really a risk because we already know how, you know, it's already been written. We already know how the story ends, you know, Jesus wins. Um, and he's one and he will continue to. And so and that's true in our art, not just on a big scale. It's easy to like read that and think, oh, like for everybody. But if it would have just been, you know, me or it would have just been you and him on earth, he would have still died the same death hmm. just for you. And not just for you to be, you know, eventually to get to heaven, but for heaven to get inside of you and for you to be able to live that life out now 
not at the end of your life, but right now and be that representation. And so I think entrepreneurs are risk takers, but the formula for success, like I said, I think like when you're a Christian entrepreneur, it's, it's just, it's not easier, but I think it's a lot more simple because every risk you sort of go well, like, I already know who's on my side. It's not that big of a risk because you know, it might've been, well, I might've thought it was before this, you know? Mm-hmm. So entrepreneurs are risk takers, dude. I think that's the biggest thing. And the people who take on risk with, um, you know, with the goal of creating something, um, and that can literally be anything. Does it mean it's the most quote unquote creative thing in the world? No, but everything that we have in life was created by an entrepreneur. You know, that I literally, this counter that I like my laptop is sitting on the laptop, the technology that makes the laptop do all the cool things it does all created by different entrepreneurs, people mm-hmm. who take on risk. And that can be financial. That can be, uh, that can be like, uh, reputation that can be a lot of, you know, relational, whatever risk it is, it doesn't, every, risk is relative. It really is in the eye of the beholder, right? It's relative to you and your perspective on what's most important to you. But they basically put all of that on the line to create something. And I really think they create something that God's given them a vision and a passion to create, you know? And I really believe that we all, you know, I don't think everyone is an entrepreneur and I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone, but I think there's a spirit of entrepreneurship, whether a lot or a little in every single person, because I do believe that God has given every single one of us passions and dreams and goals and things in our minds and our heart that he want us to go out there and now bring bring actually out into the world. And that can be, you know, through, you know, music or a million different things, you know? And I think like, if you're taking on risks to do it, at the end of the day, you're an entrepreneur, right? Now, obviously there's more formal definitions than that, but that would be my definition. For sure, man. Um, One thing I definitely want to touch on is, and, and that question kind of sprung this, like your mindset maybe like it would have been like five years ago you were you were caught up in the new age movement in that type of thing two and a half yeah two and a half or three it's been a it's been a flip for me yeah okay yeah Yeah. so what what would you say the guy because i do get dms from from people sometimes that are uh maybe kind of on this path on this track don't fully understand what some of the kingdom driven daily posts would be about Uh um what do you say that guy who's maybe stuck stuck from our perspective in in the new age movement as this thing keeps growing might not realize he's stuck (laughs) might might realize might think he's actually on the right path that's one of the most difficult things i've come across when explaining to some of my like even very good friends of mine man like people i love the most who are kind of in this zone of being stuck but not being able to identify and see that like what do you say to that guy being where you were and where you are now yeah. And I guess like, even for me, I never thought I was part of the quote unquote new age movement. You know, I grew up going to church and things, but I really didn't have a real intimate relationship with Jesus until two or two and a half years ago, maybe three now. Um, and I didn't like, you know, I didn't like read all these books about being in the new age movement or anything like that, but it was a mindset of that. The difference, I guess, the difference is that with that perspective, it's all on you. 
right? You know, you got to tell yourself you're the best. You got to do the affirmations. You got to meditate. There's all these, there's a never ending list of things that you should be doing to be getting better results where, uh, with our perspective, it's, it's already been done because it's all on Jesus. And it's not about what we sow, but it's about what he already sowed on our behalf. And we get to just reap. And, you know, our entire life can just be a party um, because he's already, he's already won. We're just celebrating the victory, you know? And so I think what, what I say to people like that is, like, the biggest difference, I mean, what they're believing, a lot of it also, is what we believe. It's just not tying it back to the correct source, you know? I would say, you know, if you're familiar with The Secret and anything like that, I've been able to meet people who are like a part of the, like, the Secret, the book and the movie and all those kind of things that I first watched when I was like 16, meeting those people at events um, and connecting with those people. And what I really found is like, that way of believing is really just the atheist version of like faith, you know? That all these things will come into reality and stuff that's, that's faith. You're believing. You just don't know what you're really believing in or who you're really believing in. And it's not that those things don't work, but they're not fulfilling and they're not satisfying, you know? And so I guess what I would say to someone who's like maybe confused or saying like, you're saying like, you know, they're asking you why, why do you have this perspective or why is that better? Whatever it is, I guess I would just say is that, um, the pressure is not on you. There's no, there's no levels you know, for me, I, I would, you know, get to an income level, an extra, you know, $4,000 a month, which was like mind blowing to me, you know, a year before, but then I got there and I was like, well, I'll be happy once I'm at six grand a month. And then I got there and I'm like, well, I'll be happy once I'm at eight grand a month and, or whatever, whatever it might be. And there's always the next level, the next level. And what you're truly seeking is satisfaction, is fulfillment, is happiness. And with our perspective, that's what you start with. And then now the goal in accomplishing more is to bring more people, more glory to the source of that. Number one, number two, more people to be able to know the same reality that, you know, the same truth that, you know, so they can experience the same joy and fulfillment and satisfaction that you have. And so it's, instead of it being very self-dependent and self-focused, it's Jesus dependent and others focus, which is the law that he gave us to live, right? Love God and love people and love people as yourself. But when you know how much God loves you, it's impossible not to think the same, you know, um, to think anything else is to be prideful. You know, I think like sometimes we try to be, I always used to struggle with quote unquote being humble, which, you know, we've been told is to think about yourself less, but to think about yourself less, to put yourself on a less like of a spectrum or a standard than God's put you on he, to say less about you than what he said about you is to be prideful because you're saying my opinion is above God's, even though he thinks higher than me than I think of myself, you know? And so when you know how much God loves you, you're able to love yourself in the way that he would want you to love others. For sure, bro. What was the breaking point, uh, for you when God showed up, when Jesus showed up in your life and you went from, uh, living for self for, for, to living for more. You said that was two and a half years ago. Yeah. Two and a half or three years ago. I don't know. For me, I had a lot of friends where it was like, they flipped like a light switch, you know, addicted to things and struggling in a really dark place. And what the next day it was like, like a light switch. I think for me, it was just 
being around more of those people, seeing what was happening to them, being around. I had a couple key people. I think that God, you know, really uh, just works in your life through people, even when you're not aware of it. And for me, you know, I, I had someone that when I first moved to LA, um, like the, I, I moved to LA, I moved back to where I was from in Oregon and now I live in LA again. So it wasn't when I was first living here now, but when I first moved to LA for the first time ever, um, I, I lived with a friend of my friend of mine from Hawaii and he just had this relationship with God where, you know, I'd always heard like God's your father. And, uh, for me as someone that didn't grow up with a dad, number one, I didn't really even know what that meant to begin with. But then furthermore, like, I don't know, I know a, a lot of bad dads. So like, it just didn't really make sense to me as a real example. And then when I got around this guy, I just really started to see how he really lived this sort of, uh, this identity, identity of being a son of like, just embracing everything that God has done for you and that he's going to take care of it. You know, when we're kids, um, when we're kids, it's like, you're not thinking about how you're going to pay the bills. You're not thinking about, you know, all these different things, all these things you have to do or accomplish. You're just playing. You're just enjoying your time being alive. And I think that's what it truly means to be children of God, you know? And so for me, getting around more people like that who are not just talking about Jesus, but living out a real relationship with Jesus, more and more, my heart just desired to have that same relationship. And what it really took for me was getting alone with God and spending an intimate time with him by myself, sometimes not even reading the word, just talking with him to really start to hear what he you know, had to say about me and his heart for me and his love for me. And, and then also just diving into the Bible for myself. You know, it's like to have a real relationship with someone, you can't, you know, think about it. It's like you and I could not be close friends. We can't be friends with anybody really close and really intimately um, if you only ever hang out with them with a bunch of other people, you know, you only see them at parties. Like, yeah, you're going to like, like them or yeah, you're gonna be like, Oh, I sort of know like some of the basic things about him. Um, or in like romantic relationships, you can't ever plan on starting to date a girl. If you've only ever hung out with her in public settings with everybody, oftentimes it's that private time, those intimate conversations, those intimate moments that make you the closest. And that's the truth. But when then we don't, we get confused when, all we ever do is go to church and listen to podcasts and listen to music. And we don't really know God's heart. Right. And it's like taking the time to intimately spend with him, I think is what formed that real relationship between me and him. Um, and where my life started to change and my viewpoint started to change. And all it really had to, you know, it boils down to is like, I started to let go, let go of all this responsibility that I placed on myself that the world had placed on me. You got to figure this out. You got to do this. You got to accomplish that, whatever it was. And, um, not in a lazy way, but just in a free way, right. Of like, Oh my gosh, like it's already all, it's all been done. And dude, did that scare, did that scare you at first? So like being in and, and being the type of individual dude. that you are, the crap out of me yeah <laughs> like like you you dropped there you said uh not a lazy way or anything like that mm -hmm. there's a lot of people i speak to and even myself i struggle with it sometimes you start to let these things go and you actually get scared you're like is this just pure laziness like what would the lord think of this 
I think the key, bro, I, I've heard it put two different ways in my life. And the first way didn't quit, like really click to me. It just sort of sounded nice. I had a mentor way before I had a really good relationship, like a really like real relationship with God who always used to say, you know, pray like it's all on him and work like it's all on you. Mm. I think that's awesome. But for me, I think what it really boiled down to was work on your ability, but trust in God's opportunity. Right. And so it doesn't mean lay around and sit on the couch and watch YouTube and do nothing and think like, oh, life's going to happen. But it's like you work on your ability and there's no stress. There's no anxiety. One of the biggest things it says in the Bible all the time is like, do not worry. Don't be anxious. Right. The peace of God. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Right. It's talked about so much. Like we're still supposed to be in situations that make us uncomfortable. That's why we have a comforter. You know, and it's like, I don't think it means like not doing anything or not getting out there. Um, But what I think it really means is like, you don't have to be stressed. We oftentimes we um, suffer more times in, you know, imagination than in reality. Mm. We put my, the church I'm a part of down here, we're going through this whole series right now, anxious for nothing, you know, really talking about how it's crazy, you know, 40 million people suffer from anxiety, right? Um, you have, you know, the, the leading the, and I'm sure Ben talked about this when he, that he was on your podcast. Cause this is like his whole thing. He talked about all the time, which I love, which is like the leading killer of our generation is suicide, mm. not accidents, people yeah. ending their own life. And oftentimes because of the stress that they put on themselves or that have been put on them and every situation is different, but it's like, that's why Jesus is the answer, right? Because it's like, He's done it all. The victor, you know, he's, he's the victor, right? And we've been made, we've, you know, we don't have to have a victim mentality. We, we are also victors with him, you know? And it's like, it's the idea of like, you know, everyone's trying to prep for battle and eventually something bad is going to happen. So you better get ready. And Jesus has already won. And now it's time to celebrate the victory, you know? And then you take your, you still take action, but you take action with a, victory mindset and not a victim mindset not of like well what could happen what could go wrong but of like everything's already been made right i've been made right and now i literally just get to go live my life and you know if you are also waiting on the lord and you're seeking like his will and like really just like letting that spirit and that feeling and i describe it as a feeling it's like things just feel right and so i do them and oftentimes like they don't end up the way I think they're going to end up, they end up a hundred times better because I'm just faithful. And I just go, you know what, let's go do this. And this happens when me and my fiance go travel. And this happens when I'm in business, this happens in conversations. Like, um, there's no, no stress. And so I think that's what it really boils down to is like, um, you can take action, but without stress, you know, for sure, man. I, uh, I think we got to slowly start wrapping this up here. But uh, two two more points I want to touch on. One is that you just reminded me that you're newly engaged. Yeah, <laughs> you, you dropped dude. the fiance bomb. Oh my gosh! Uh, I'm glad I'm said it right, dude. A lot of times I still say girlfriend at first. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I gotta say it right because I don't get to say it very often. <laughs> that was that was like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, like three now. I think I think that's why you know I think we were supposed to do the podcast and I got busy with all that stuff. But yeah, I was like two yeah. or three weeks ago. It's been almost a month. For sure, man. How do you, you know what, how, how have you seen her, 
uh, affect your motivations and, and the way that you view the world? And, and how do you foresee now that you're engaged and in, in going forward and making that commitment and having that life partner with you? Yeah. How do you foresee that having an impact on your business, uh, your, your personal life, your relationship with the Lord? Like, what are some things there? Yeah, dude. I mean, I think it's just been so, oh my gosh, like timing is crazy and God's super good. Like I went through a lot right before I met her and I also had like different things happen in business and all these things. But I think throughout a relationship, it's just been the definition of not only God teaching me more and more how to be selfless, but him really empowering me to be selfless. And and what I mean by that is like, I'll have situations where I'm like, what the heck? Like, why am I not you know, nervous or why am I not having trust issues or why, you know, like what things happen where it's like, why am I not getting upset? And it's just like, it's not even that I'm trying, you know, it's not like this, Oh, well I'm a Christian. So I better not be upset right now. I, I was slow to anger, right? Love's patient. It's like, no, I just am. And it just makes me laugh because it's like, this is not me. And I always tell my fiance this and throughout our relationship, cause it's been a crazy freaking journey and story like I've always told her like I'm not that good but God freaking is and he is through <laughs> me like, it's such a blessing that he is like empowered me man it's like being someone like I said my background is like I grew up um with just my mom since I was four and it's like I didn't I didn't see relationships I don't have anything to look up to and so these questions about like well how do I lead someone in that circumstance we talk about leading your wife and these kind of things and by knowing God, I've had the best example of what that looks like. And we're supposed to, as guys, when we're leading someone in that circumstance relationally, supposed to love them like Jesus loved the church. And Jesus died for the church. So you can you know, imagine what that looks like. And so for me, I think it's just been the exercise and the empowerment of being selfless and not seeking my own gain, but the gain of others and loving on people with no expectation, which is the ultimate success for winning also in business. And I think that's where that's come into play is that, um, you know, so many times people give with expectation. It's why the world is so hard and it's why, why Jesus is the most fulfilling thing ever because he says he loves you even when you hate him, right? He says he loves you with no expectation of you doing anything with that just because he does. And so when you start to have a mindset, the same mindset of like, I'm going to, I'm going to give, or I'm going to, I'm going to give someone a free service because I believe in them, or I'm going to give them a free, you know, a couple hours of my time or weekly consulting or whatever it is, because I believe in them with no expectations, with no, oh, they're going to eventually be successful and they'll pay me back or they're going to refer me to new clients, but I'm just going to do it because that's what I feel like I should be doing in the circumstance. Um, you're really free from like having this expectation just in general. People can't like fall short if you don't expect anything from them. And you're really only, I'm only really able to do that because like God's already loved me with nothing attached and that enables me to love others with nothing attached. He's already given me the greatest gift of all um, with nothing, no strings attached, no expectation of anything in return. And that's the only reason why I'm able to go out there and do that for others. And that's a big key in relationships. It's a big key, big key in life, but, and also in business. Dude, I love your heart. I love you too, bro. Uh, Thank you. We're, uh, we're going to wrap it up here, but, uh, yeah, just, you're so wise beyond your years, bro. For anyone wondering how old are you again, Kenny? Uh, 22, 22, man. That's so ridiculous. 
That's so dude. ridiculous. It's proof that God <laughs> it's proof that God can use us young gunners for sure. Oh, bro. Um, no doubt. Yeah, so maybe just wrap up with one final message that you, you kind of feel pressing on your heart and then let people know where they can contact you if maybe they want to work with you, grow their social following, or even if they just have questions or or whatever, where can they find you and, and contact you? Cool, cool, yeah. Um huh, last last closing thought. I feel like we've really been through everything, but I guess I guess what I would say to you know, people who are on here listening because like just straight up they love God, maybe all the business stuff doesn't really relate, like pursue an intimate relationship with Jesus. Um, you know, spend intimate time with him, be patient in that and don't be expectant, but just do it because, uh, the satisfaction that it's going to bring and therefore the satisfaction you're going to be able to share with others. Um, and for people that are, you know, out there in business, I think the biggest thing is that, uh, entrepreneurship is such a freaking journey. It's such a struggle. And so just to know that like, it's all been done for you. There's nothing to stress about. We're already victors and you can push through. If, if God's given you a passion, if God's given you a vision in your heart or your mind, that's not on accident and that's for a reason. And maybe it's not going to come through in this season, but it doesn't mean that you should give up because oftentimes we give up right before we see that come into fruition. And so keep pressing on towards what's on your mind and your heart. And ultimately, if you're faithful in that, God's going to be 10 times, 100 times more faithful in the results that you, you yield from that. Come on, man. So sick. And, yeah. uh, and then where can they find you? Yeah. Um, easiest way to contact me would just be, uh, you can find me on Instagram at I am Kenny Rodriguez. So I am Kenny Rodriguez. Um, and my, my name should be spelled hopefully correctly on your podcast. So they can <laughs> I'll make sure Sorry, that's dude. It's, it's always hard for people. <laughs> but, uh, that's the best way, probably just through a DM. Um, easiest way to get in contact with me. That's where I'm the most active. And I try to get back, back to everybody as fast as I can beauty man all right well thanks a lot for for spending the time with us thanks a lot for coming on thanks man. guys thank you for listening again uh be sure i'm not sure when this is going to be dropping but it's going to be soon for you guys <laughs> um and uh and just make sure you stick around for the next one as well remember guys you are loved god bless you